Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts Game Week 4 preview show sponsored by Bonus Bank. And a huge, huge thank you at the start of the show today. The first thing I want to get out of the way is say thank you to all of you for the first big milestone that we have hit on this new YouTube channel. 100 subscribers might not seem like much to a lot of people out there, but you know we started fresh this season with a new YouTube channel. We're only in Game Week 4 and we've already hit you know, triple digits. So we are all very, very happy with it. And we're all taken aback by all the support that we have received from all of you. So a huge, huge thank you across the board from everyone on the podcast. And just a reminder, we really do appreciate it. If you're new around here, you know, we want to, we're happy with a hundred, but we want to keep going as high as possible. Um, so if you are new around here, make sure you're giving the, the podcast or the video cast some love with a like rating or review and also a subscription on YouTube. But let's say hello to the two guests that we have joining us today. Um, I'm going to sound very Australian next to the two Scouser lads. Um, we've got Mikey, the FPL Reverend, and we've got Reedy, um, FPL Addicts Reedy. So, Good morning, boys, mate. How you Good doing? Morning. I'm doing great. Doing great, Reedy. Great you? Laugh. Yeah, good. All good. Um, you know, week's going well. Ready for the weekend again of football and, uh, you know, FPL catastrophes or, you know, uh, scorches. So it depends. I don't know which what one of them which. is, mate. I don't know what a yeah. FPL catastrophe is, mate. You know, yeah, well, you, you well, might have to tell us. <laughs> It'll, it'll happen soon to Mikey, don't you worry. And when he's crying about that and he's crying about Everton as well, God help yeah. us, God help us is all I'll say. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't cry anymore about Everton, to be fair. I think I'm just numb to it. I'm just used to <laughs> us being absolutely awful at footy. So, <laughs> there we go. But didn't you just yeah. get beat by Man United, really? So Yeah, yeah, we did. But I'm, I'm still as good as ever, mate. I'm still, we're still above you in the league, which is saying something, isn't it? By a whole place. Um, yeah, the dizzy heights, eh? Does, it, doesn't take, it doesn't take much, does it, Elliot? Doesn't it really doesn't. Much, it really doesn't, bro. And guess what, boys? Newcastle are above both of you, so nothing really matters anymore. Elliot, firing it in. It's your uh, your second podcast or stream of the week, boys, isn't it, though? So, you know, you did a little uh, review podcast during this week and there was a, a lot of mental results that happened. You know, we've just talked about it there. United beat Liverpool. Chelsea was smacked up by Leeds and our City were held to a point by uh, my team, Newcastle, as well. So the, uh, the red and the blue of the podcast, you did a little uh, stream uh, a couple of nights ago now, and uh, you did a little review. So I'm just going to let you boys give a quick recap to the uh, the viewers on uh, what went on in that show. Yeah, so uh, thanks, Al. I mean, guys, uh, you know, make sure you check out the pod uh, or check out the the kind of um, review that me and Mikey did the other day. Um, it was only a short clip, um, just about all the games and so on. You know, we had a great stream. Thanks to everyone that basically listened. Um, but in a six-goal thriller, you know, City failed to get the win against Eddie Howe's Newcastle side. Um, those who dropped out assets like Trippier, Wilson and ASM, <laughs> Jack, um, were pulling their hair out, basically, uh, after they delivered, uh, well, basically after Trips delivered what could stay absolutely stunning free kick. Um, Wilson snatched the goal and ASM got, you know, three assists sharing 25 points between them. So, um, you know, what can we say? That, that in itself is unbelievable. But, you know, Gundogan is now firmly on, on people's watch lists and so on uh, after another impressive performance. You know, he's now on 18 points in the last two game weeks, which is which is just phenomenal. So, yeah, 
what can we say? Uh, but yeah, we absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I love the fact that also Jack isn't even here and he's getting bantered already as well. Yeah, um, it, it was a big week, big game week for me this week because obviously the wild card didn't go so great last week and I had to do um, something a little bit dramatic. You know, one of the first addicts to, to take a hit. Uh, I took a minus four for the Leeds versus Chelsea game. I was massively invested. I really didn't like the look of um, Jarrah Bowen and obviously Darwin got um, got sent off. So I brought in Rodrigo from Leeds and I brought in Kane as well. And and my man, Rodrigo, delivered. He delivered. Oh, it feels so good when you take a minus four and the player who you bring in gets a haul to, to reward your risk. You know, so two bonus points as well, which is, you know, you can never complain about that. Chelsea assets, on the other hand, Reese James, quite frustrating. You know, it, is he a wing back? Is he a is he a right centre back? Only time will tell. Hopefully, Chelsea can improve their defence over time, and we can see um, Reese James playing in the position that we want him to. Um, I am super tempted to to move on from James to Perisic, but I think Chelsea's fixtures are just too good. So you know, maybe a bit of patience could be. Um, treating us well it could be rewarding us and also mason mount as well is another player who i feel like it's just a hold he plays against leicester we know leicester are leaky defensively we know mason mount is a player we know exactly what he can do he's just not been doing it it's only been three game weeks maybe um a little bit of patience with that particular chelsea asset as well could be rewarded yeah, spot on. I think, you know, the patience is a virtue saying goes a long way in FPL. You know, at the best of times, you've got to be patient. You've got to be proactive as well. So it's just FPL is about knowing when to play your cards just right. And there never really is a, a right or wrong answer to a lot of things that FPL managers do. But um, I think a lot of good work from you there, boys. And as I said, the stream the other night was absolutely brilliant. So uh, just keep an eye out on all of our socials. And obviously, if you subscribe and you got notifications on for YouTube, um, you'll get notified whenever we go live, no matter if it's a preview podcast today or if it's the uh, the show that Reedy and Mikey are doing as well. So thanks so much for that, boys. A good quick review there. But let's get on to the FPL Game Week 3 scores for all of the panel. So I'll bring up my share screen just now. And we can see the way that the uh, the FPL Addicts Podcast League is shaping up to look like. And uh, I will just have to move Mikey above me. And that is pretty much the order, if, if you can see on screen now, boys, of uh, you know where everyone is in this league. So, Mikey, sitting pretty near the top, just seven points behind Jack. Are you happy with how you're going so far this season? It was a good recovery. I think from last week, obviously, we had a disaster with our wildcard, Bowen, um, a player that I wildcarded in, not returning, and West Ham looking, you know, not great right now. They're in trouble. Liverpool um, are in trouble as well, and I had three Liverpool assets. Um, Darwin, obviously, getting the red card. So, you know, to, to hit a low and then come back immediately with a high feels pretty good, mate certainly does. We're going to have to talk about Jack's team. Um, he's put himself on the document here. He wants me to refer to him as the gaffer. Um, I won't be doing that, just to be clear, Jack. Yeah, no thanks. Doing that. No, no thank you. I think all three of us can agree. Uh, no thank you. Being, to top, being top of the league has gone to his head already, hasn't it? Hey. 
Well, oh, Man United win top of the league. It, He's on absolute cloud nine. <laughs> his head's gone. <laughs> absolutely. But um, we probably should talk about his team this week, considering he's had two game weeks back to back at the top of our league so far. So we've got 53 points this week. The triple city defence for him, Edison, Cancelo and Walker, didn't work out too well with them conceding three. I think this week, you know, no one could have seen that coming. City conceding three. Um, myself as a Newcastle fan, I couldn't even have predicted that one. He was so unlucky with the uh, the Henry shout from Brentford. He was uh, close to getting an assist, chalked off by the officials. However, he got the assist for Tony, but it was disallowed. Uh, and then Trent Alexander-Arnold still watching that first Man United goal back. Don't understand what he's doing defending there. He's not, not tracking his man. And then he walks back uh, into the middle of the box, sort of jogging around. But um, the less said about the Liverpool defence, the better, I think. His midfield was where majority of his points came from. Captain Salah, 16 points. Martinelli and Odegaard, who was his transfer in for this week, um, has done him an absolute service. So 16 points for him. Um, and I think he was probably up there with the, the highest point scorers of the round. Yeah. Along with ASM, who he transferred out. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we were just talking about patience and um, he took St. Maximin out this week for his big return in game week three um you know he's been he'd been a little bit quiet to start the season um but he really showed what he is all about against man city in game week three so you know he, he brought odegaard in but he took sam Maximan out so it's the uh you know the 50 50 masterclass from, it is from, you know from he's just he's showing us he's showing us that he can make these transfers and still sit at the top of the league boys so the odegaard Show, showing one, us sure. levels right now showing us absolute <laughs> levels isn't he oh man he certainly is. But um, the Odegaard one, I think he thinks is a much more safe option going forward. And Arsenal are in a bit of, you know, red hot form at the minute. Um, no pun intended for them. But uh, they're doing really well and they've got some good fixtures coming up. So I think he favours Odegaard at the moment. And then he had Harry Kane and Gabriel Jesus, which gave him 53 points this week. But enough about Jack. Um you know, we don't we don't want to be talking about him all day on the podcast when he's not actually here at the minute. So, Mikey, we'll move on to you, the man sitting in second place. I'll bring your share screen up now. Sixty four points, so you're actually better than Jack this week. So, take us through your team. Yeah, um, it was it was a great minus four, possibly one of the best best um, minus fours that I've ever taken, which was Bowen to Rodrigo and Darwin to Kane. I took it as as a sign from above the the rev looking obviously for. <laughs> otherworldly help that I had the exact amount of funds available to do this move. So uh, Kane and Rodrigo. Kane obviously doing what he does best, which is just scoring goals consistently. So we take that from him. Um, and then Rodrigo, I wasn't I wasn't really expecting it, to be honest, not against Chelsea, but, you know, I'll, I'll certainly take it, <laughs> um, which is great. Um, my, my faith in Jesus as the captain um, wasn't as lucrative as perhaps it could have been. But, you know, um, if if I'm looking at the players who scored highly in my squad, Rodrigo or Saliba, they were never really in contention to be, you know, uh, a, a captain for this week. Um, but after his red card as well, Saliba goes and does that. Saliba, you know what? I, I I was watching the match, and I've got to say, I was singing along with it. 
you know, imagine having a player who's scoring 14 pets points and then having them on your bench or something like that who, who, would, who would do that mikey i, I don't know mate because the, the thing is like my game week without them would be absolutely muddled I'd, I'd be sat here on on 48 points you know um because i'd have patterson in instead or something like that so so yeah you know uh imagine imagine benching them Thought we'll have to really? wait a, a couple Thought more reviews, really? I think. A couple more people have to go through their teams before we get to Reedy, because we're going in order of the league here. Uh, is the oh, okay. thing. So we've gone Jack, right, well, then you, couple, yeah, maybe and then go, Maybe go for a sleep then, Reedy, and then come back, because it'll be a while. <laughs> speechless. He's speechless. He's not biting onto the uh, the bait there. But, um, yeah, a really, I, I really strong real out. He's not biting, is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's sat there. He's doing nothing. He's, he's eating his, uh, his cereal bar, I think, Mikey, so... I'm good, boys. I'm good. I'm just chilling. I let things go quite easily. You see, I'm not bitter. Uh, my favourite colour is blue, though. I will give you that. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy as happy as can be. So he's an Everton yeah, fan wait. as well. He's just admitted. We'll we'll wait to get to my team. Obviously, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not going to be as good as Mikey's. Fair play to him. I'll give him that. Um, but you know, for me, you know, it's Saliba pick. Leave him there on the bench. It's done. We move forward to game week four. Well, we'll just have to uh, see how well your team did when we, uh, you know, get through a couple more people. Before then, um, just a reminder, if you are watching along live, uh, like our man Quentin is there. Hello, Quentin. Good afternoon to you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, get all your questions in as he has just done. He's firstly saying that uh, Merseyside is red, United red. And he's also asked a question about the uh, the incoming of Isak to Newcastle and how I think that's going to change the lineup to accommodate two with Wilson being the other striker. And um, it broke very early for me. Um, you know, I woke up this morning and my Twitter was blowing up. I was getting tweets from all the Sky Sports journalists telling me that we've agreed a deal with Swedish, the best Swedish striker of all time, I've already called him, um, the best Swedish player of all time as well. So Isak, uh, the, the highly, highly rated young Swedish striker from Real Sociedad is uh, looking like he's going to get a £60 million move to St. James's Park Um not too sure what the latest news is, but from what I've heard, sounds pretty much as good as done. So if that is to go through, because, you know, these sorts of things can always fall through. You never know until until you see the player holding the shirt in the stadium. Um, you never really know. But um, if it is to go through, which it's looking like it will, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Eddie Howe handles it. Because we know that he loved his 4-4-2 at Bournemouth with Josh King and Wilson up front. So I think we'll potentially see something similar to that. But then it'll be interesting to see how he accommodates the likes of Joel Linton and Bruno Gamirez and Sam Maximan, who are very, you know, not defensive players. Um, and with the 4-4-2, you probably need a little bit more cover. So to be honest, Quentin, I'm not too sure what's going to happen. I think Wilson's hamstrings are made of poppadoms, so they always pop. So no matter what happens, <laughs> if he plays with him or not, it is a needed needed signing I love love Wilson Weetabix like love him with all my heart he's my favorite player but um you know he can't stay fit to save himself so it's a very needed signing and one that I am very very happy about so we just have to see Ibrahimovic move over there's a new one Henrik Henrik Larson Ibrahimovic who are they it's all about is that mate yeah you are, yeah. The best, the best, the best Swedish striker of all time. So I hope that one answers that for you, Quentin. A bit of a uh, no answer to your question, but um, you know, it's anyone's guess to see how it's going to go. Eddie Howe refused to comment on the uh, 
you know, the potential signing after our win over Tramia Rovers last night, boys. So Newcastle are massive 2-1 win in the uh, the Carabao Cup against them. Could talk about it all day. We don't have all day. So what we're going to do is we're going to have to talk about Ollie's team because he is also one that isn't with us today. It pains me to say it. He's above me in the league and he's done better than me this week. So he got 56 points, but um, played one of his chips. You might remember last week on the podcast that... Um, you know, towards the end, we were saying, oh, you might you might as well play a triple captain, Ollie, on uh, Mohamed Salah. And he did end up doing it for 24 points. Mikey, you were saying before, it's not the worst triple captain that you've ever seen. Yeah, I think because of the banter with Charles, he got absolutely reeled in. You know, he, he um, and, and I kind of agree, you know, that um, picking Mo Salah this week wasn't exactly a terrible shout. But was it worth playing the, the triple captain? Only time will tell. You know, um, Ch- Chazara accused him of, of smoking a certain something, <laughs> and um, and to prove that he wasn't, you know, he, he went and hit that button. He locked it in, and you know, it's not it's not terrible, is it? It's not a terrible little haul. Like obviously, he only got the one goal, so it's okay. But maybe we can wait for better. I've definitely learned a lesson here, and it's at all his expense, I'm afraid. The lesson is don't get peer pressured by Charlie Roberts, I think, is the uh, the one to take with you wherever you go and, you know, take what he says with a pinch of salt. But he is the captain, the captain guy. So, you know, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of his other captain choices did hit, but Salah, Salah still hit. So, you know, he saved a lot of managers week. So it wasn't the worst triple captain, but definitely not. Um, the best time to play, I think, in the uh, the marathon that is FPL. And other than that, um, Oli also had Odegaard himself. Um, obviously, the defence got no points because no one's defenders got points this week, unfortunately. That was just how it was. Unless you had Perisic, no defenders really did anything or, for or, you. Or Saliba, really. Oh, I forgot, forgot about Saliba. <laughs> Saliba! <laughs> We need a little alarm or something like a, a Saliba alarm, I think. That's what we've got to do. They've got the Sambuca alarms. We need a, a Saliba alarm at some point. Um, uh, and then please, Ollie... I'm always, keep, I'm always keeping my eyes peeled. Don't worry. Don't you worry. He had Harlan, that's that's he a had little Jesus. reference to the to the review we did the other day. Don't worry, Elliot. <laughs> you won't know about that one, but Mike Halpin certainly will. But yeah, as yeah. you were. Keeping his ears peeled and his eyes listening. He's also here in the chat. So a a good afternoon, good morning to you, Mike Halpin, as well. And uh, thank you, everyone, for the live comments. I'll get to them in just a second. So that was Ollie's team and how he went this week. Um, Great to see you. As I said, Mike Halpin and Wing L has just joined us as well. Quentin's got another question, and I'm going to go to you, Mikey, because you spoke a little bit about it before. Do you think Mount is a hold for at least the next two fixtures? I I think he's a hold if you don't have any other fires to point. To, to put out like if the rest of your team is absolutely perfect then you know fine take take out mason mount but mason mount is an attacking player in an in an attacking team with great fixtures for attackers i think we'd be silly to take out mason mount i think you know his fixtures are turning really good and if we have a couple more game weeks where he does blank then yeah maybe fair enough maybe do take the l and take him out at that point but right now I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do much better moves than taking out mason mount versus leicester at the moment it just just say it out loud just process it in your head think about it logically 
show a bit of patience and hopefully he will reward those managers who've kept hold of him. Yeah, and Leicester are a team, we've got to remember, that are dreadful at defending set pieces. I think they conceded the most from set pieces last season and Mason Mount, you know, set pieces are his bread and butter. So I think smart words from the Reverend there. Um, very nice of you to say, Wing L as well. Um, the Poppadom legs is uh, something that I'll be saying a lot of weeks for the uh, the injury-prone players, I think. So I uh, thank you very much for saying that. Uh, we'll move on to my team now in fourth place out of six in the uh, the FPL Addicts podcast league and I had an absolutely shocking week boys um there is absolutely nothing to report about because even my uh one player that did do well Ivan Tony I took him out uh in place of Callum Wilson so it didn't really end up mattering to me at the end of the day he took Cucurella uh brought Cucurella in for Kieran Trippier which could not have gone any worse uh for me looked like a good move Ouch. on paper a move that a lot of people made this week as well but um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. As you can see, the, the Liverpool triangle on the far left of the screen, the, you know, the aesthetics are still there in the team. I'm thinking of getting, you know, another Brentford striker in Mikey and then, you know, changing Son for a, a City midfielder just so it looks like a nice team every yeah. single Aesthetics week. are better than points. Aesthetics yeah. are better than points, for sure. We, we, yeah. we know this by now. That's the important thing. Um, so it was Tony and it was Salah this week that did stuff for me. And then Andreas Pereira sat third on my bench, had absolutely no faith in him this week. Didn't think he was going to play. I thought he was injured. Um, well, he had the old Dorito of death, didn't he? He had that seventy-five um, percent chance of playing Dorito yeah. on on the app. So, yeah, it was one of them where so many managers have been crying on the timeline about the, those eight missed points in a low-scoring week as well. It's been massive. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, you know, leaving eight points on your bench isn't as bad as um, you know, a double-digit hole being left on your bench, but. Unfortunately, another man that can't be with us today is uh, is Charlie Roberts. And he is the next one, you know, the fifth out of six that we will go to in this league. Um, he has managed to record a little video for us, just like he did last week. So I'll play that for everyone now and we can see how well Chaz did. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Captain's Corner with Charlie Roberts. And this time with your Game Week 4 edition. If you backed one of... The five options, four of them delivered last game week. But if, however, if you hello and good evening or good morning to the viewers who may be watching this. This is a quick review of my team from game week three, but also looking into my transfer plans heading into game week four. We'll do a quick review of the side now. If you want to see a gross score, just like Pascal Gross, you've come to the right place. But if you want to see manager of the week. You need to go somewhere else. 40 points for game week three. We're starting with a defence very quickly. Two points from a possible four players. Liverpool conceding two didn't help. Both Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo getting booked in their processes within the game. Starting off in the midfield two, one of our transfer ins in Pascal Gross. Did get the assist and the clean sheet point against West Ham. He came in for Leon Bailey, who ended up getting an assist too against Crystal Palace, which... Made myself feel really good about doing transfers in isolation. Sun with yet another blank. I think patience is slowly wearing thin on the Korean premium. Saka, again, Arsenal scoring three and just not being involved. And safe to say, he has not been involved in Arsenal's last seven goals. But according to watching the highlights, I could classify he has been relatively unlucky. 
The Colombian Luis Diaz getting a blank too, but one of my favourites from the game week ended up being my highest scoring player in Andreas Pereira from Fulham, getting the assist and three bonus points in that 3-2 home win against Brentford was brilliant. And structurally, him coming onto the field as a result of Patterson coming in for Matty Cash as a transfer and Patterson moving to a bench turned out to be a decent enough move. The captaincy record for this season somehow continues with an assist in each of the game weeks within the opening pair. And for this one, Harlan getting a goal in Man City's enthralling 3-0 away draw at Newcastle and Jesus getting an assist on his front. Not a lot to say about the bench. I feel Taylor may need to be addressed enough considering he doesn't play and the Leicester combo. Look, Ward is deputising number one for the meantime. We go into game week four now and most of it looks relatively favourable. The keeper doesn't change. Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold, Robertson all have favourable fixtures. And I feel this is the litmus test for Liverpool in this season. Surprisingly, not being able to keep a clean sheet in their opening three games. If they don't, again, at home to Bournemouth, I think one of these defenders are going to go out. We do intend to roll as well with, and I think this is a good opportunity to, I think as well, the majority of players do have a favourable fixture, such as Bakayo Saka for Arsenal against Fulham. As I said, the Man City boys. I don't mind Pascal Gross's fixture at home to Leeds, too. I know last year it did end being nil-nil. Hopefully we get a goal fest in that, too. We're going to feel Pereira again. I know it's away at Arsenal, but we did see Arsenal concede, two in their opening home fixture against Leicester. And if Fulham are going to be any chance of creating attacking intent or scoreboard impact, I feel he's going to be one of those main men involved. Not really going to argue with a bench setup as it is. I think relatively most players have a difficult fixture. I ha- there hasn't been enough warrant for Patterson to get a spot in the XI for the minute. But overall, it's a really good opportunity to roll the free transfer. It's what we're going to do heading into the midweek action for the Premier League in game week five. That's all for my instalment. Back to the main studio. What an absolute legend uh, is. What an absolute legend. Chazza Roberts. Um, it does not get better than that. He's had a, a below par week, but he's still happy. He's still smiling, still making jokes, um, you know, making all the, the Pascal gross puns that you could ever want um, from anyone. So we've got a couple more questions in the uh, the live comments, Mikey, and we'll go to them there just before, you know, Reedy takes us through his uh, his team as he is sitting bottom of the league. Um, and Wing L was saying that, you know, he would like to ask the question later, but, um, you know, we can always do it now. Saves you a little bit of time. Um, and he's asking you, you know, he's just canvassing for uh, opinions for either Walker to Perisic or De Silva to Aronson. Which one yeah. do you think he should go with? Oh, goodness. Uh, I think um, I was really concerned last night as a uh, Kyle Walker owner myself. Um, obviously, we saw that um, Man City played a, a really random midweek friendly against Barcelona in which Kyle Walker started and the rest of the first team were seemingly rested. And so, and then Pep after the game said Kyle Walker played incredible. And normally, when Pep says something like that, it means oh, I'm praising you in front of the cameras, but 
I'm, you, you're getting it in the ear in the dressing room afterwards. You know, so if you, if I had the funds available to just do straight up Kyle Walker to Perisic this week, I'd be doing it. Definitely, without a doubt. The silver to Aronson feels like a good move, but I feel like perhaps, you know, and obviously this is just pure speculation, but perhaps we could see Kyle Walker being rotated, especially given the fact he, he started the midweek friendly. Friendly. As well. But also Perisic just looks amazing as well. I'm, I'm very jealous of Perisic owners right now, especially after his haul this week. So, yeah. Walker to Perisic seems like a great move. And if you can do it, go for it, man. It certainly, certainly does. I think that's spot on from you there, Mikey. And a, uh, a quack quack to you, FPL Rabadaki. Good to see you again. I think you've been in the uh, the live chat for pretty much every single podcast so far this season. So uh, always nice to see your little duck icon pop up on my screen again. Quack quack is Mikey acts out there. But um, we do have to talk about Reedy's team at some stage. So we're going to do that now. Reedy, I brought it up on screen for you. Um, bottom of the league, you know, yeah, how are you feeling, yeah. first of all? See, it's it's game week three. It's game week three at the end of the day. I might be bottom out, but I left Saliba on the bench with 14 points, and even with a minus four, still got more points than you. So that's, that's saying a lot, really, isn't it, Elliot? It's, that's saying a lot, mate. He's fought back. He's fought back. I've burnt him. I fully burnt him. But listen, it's all it's all good and well, you know, giving each other banter and whatnot. But it's a poor score. You can't deny that. I, I'm I'm quite happy to hold my hands up and say, you know, 43 or even 30, uh, 38 it would be. I think um, is it good enough? And and yeah, um, Tony was 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 really really good for me in terms of bringing him in for the minus four. That worked out really well. I mean, different to Mikey there in terms of our two transfers, he brought in Rodrigo, whereas I was focusing more on the on the back line and I brought in Reese James, um, which, as we know, didn't go down too well at um, Ellen Road. So so that's where I kind of lost out. My midfield was OK and I picked the silver over Saliba and left him on the bench. Um, and my logic to that was Saliba would get his clean sheet, six points maybe, but the silver, in terms of his his attacking returns, could could get me much much higher. I did expect Brentford to, to really do a number on Fulham, and and all fairness to Fulham, they, they just uh, looked uh, really on it as they did on the opening day against uh, against Liverpool. So, yeah, a few points here and there. Obviously, Salah getting that goal was nice to bump the score up a little bit. Martinelli, you know, his third return, um, or even sort of scoring three weeks, I should say. Backline isn't saying really much. Ward there in goal, bless the goalkeepers, bless the absolutely abysmal, abysmal at the back. And uh, I went for Jesus as captain um, instead of Salah. I did think that Jesus would get a big, big sort of return against Bournemouth. He nearly did, you know, offside offside goal. Uh, they real doubt. So that was really unlucky. But yeah, it's, it's, it's low, but it's game week three, as I say. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And, um, you know, I might be bottom now, but we know what happened last season, where I finished there, else. So, won't Ooh, say too much. That's what we like to hear. That's that is what we like to hear. That's fighting talk it. where he's from. He has moved since, but, <laughs> so... <laughs> well, the, the good thing about Reedy's position, Mikey, is that when you hit rock bottom there, the only possible way you can go is up. So Exactly, exactly. He's loving that's it. it. But, um, you know, as you said, oh, the reshaped transfer... This. Unlucky this week with the Reese James. I was the same with Cucurella 
Um, and Mikey, obviously, with the best transfer of the week, I think best transfer oh, of the yeah. season on the podcast with the uh, Rodrigo bringing him in. Um, just because Jack took Odegaard, brought Odegaard in for Sam Maximan, I don't think his can quite classify as the uh, the best transfer. Yeah, despite for a net the fact that gain of points. two points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a two point. That's a, that's basically what, what I will say. What I will say about Jack is though is that we all give him stick about Odegaard. We all kind of said, what, you know, why are you bringing in Odegaard? And, he got lucky with that one that he did get his two goals. Me and Mike even tried playing a little prank on him in the WhatsApp group, saying, "Oh, he's got injured in the warm up." Uh, I think Jack. I think Jack was uh, well away at that point. So when he woke up and saw Odegaard had, had got a brace, I think uh, yeah, he was probably laughing his head off. It, it was absolute was... karma. If me and you had <laughs> shut up, mate, Odegaard would have been quiet all game, and he wouldn't yeah. have got those returns, would he? It's just karma. Potentially. Potentially. Flow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. He still missed out on a couple of points there by taking out Saint Max. So yeah, it's it's the way it is. Absolutely, and uh, that is our scores for game week three and how we went. Just before we move on uh, to the bonus bank percentage uh, percentages for this week, we've got a quick mention of members in our leagues who are absolutely smashing it. So for our members league. Our uh, number one listener and attender at the FPL social and pretty much fan of the podcast since we've, you know, we've started. He's been on the podcast before. He's an absolute legend. Jordy Wilson is sitting in first place on 205 points. But the man, the manager of the week award for game week three goes to the man who finished third overall last season. It's Steve Ward. Um, not too sure if he's got Ward in his team. He might be Ward himself for all we know. We don't know. He could be, you know, the Leicester goalkeeper. Um, but he is the manager of the week for this week with 67 points. So he earns himself the 40 Aussie dollar cash prize pool and he sits 13th in the league currently. So much like Reedy, you know, he's going to be saying, I can work my way up there. Still a long way to go. Just game week three, um, which is a fair mindset to have. Elsewhere in our other leagues, in our public league, James Black of Jesus Walks, a friend of the Reverend, um, we think. Jack has said here, we think he is, uh, sits on top of the league on 220 points, which is nearly 100 more than you, Reedy, Jack has said in the document here. So that's uh, uh, puts uh, it into perspective, play. doesn't it? Puts it into it, perspective. It certainly does. You know, give me as much pain as you want this week. I'm fully prepared to take it. But, um, you know, some people are, are absolutely flying at the moment, doing, uh, doing really, really well. And FPL had a, an amazing start. Um, and it's about keeping that up. Um, so, yeah, you know, fair play, as I say. Uh, Wardy's just coming back for more, isn't he? Um, same as last season. He was right up there. So, yeah, well done to him. Certainly, certainly is. And we've got uh, in the Women's League, we've got Ella Melsh uh, of Her Majesty, who's in first on 228 points. And then in the Members Head-to-Head League, Josh Carnaval sits in first place, who was a part of our draft league last season and an absolute legend as well. Uh, big fan of the podcast and we love him as well. He's a great member of our community, uh, sits in first with three wins on the dot. He's got nine points, um, you know, as he battles it out for that 150 Aussie dollar prize pool as well. So a lot of big, big scores to start the season off just three game weeks in. Um, and it's making me get a little bit nervous of, uh, you know, who the, the real competitors of these leagues are going to be for this season. But as Reedy said, got to, once you're up there, you've got to stay up there. Um, he obviously doesn't know what that's like at the minute because he's 
battling upwards, but uh, they're looking behind themselves at people like Reedy, you know, just, just about a hundred points behind as, uh, as Jack had said in document. <laughs> but um, before we move on to a little bit of discussion about game week four, which is, you know, the, the bread and butter of the podcast, what we're all here for. Um, we've got to talk about the bonus bank probabilities. So they've obviously launched their free tool this season uh, to help people with their FPL mini leagues and the tool displays, the probabilities of clean sheets for each team and which player is the most likely to score as well, which is obviously useful for determining the best defences and helps you with attacking assets and with those pesky captain's choices. So as I say every week, you've got to listen to the bonus bank probabilities, you've got to listen to us. And you've got to listen to Chaz as well for his captain picks, which is the most important. But for this week, the top three teams to keep a clean sheet, the probabilities go as followed. In third, it is Arsenal with a 45% chance of keeping a clean sheet against Arsenal. In second, it is Man City with a 50% chance to keep a clean sheet against Crystal Palace, which is one that surprises me a fair bit. And then in first place, and one that I would be begging for this week, is Liverpool, who somehow with how shocking their defence has been so far this season, have got a 59% chance of keeping a clean sheet against Bournemouth. Reedy, 59%? You know, you've watched all the Liverpool games so far this season. Do you think that's fair? No, I, I still think it is fair, um, rightly so. Um, although we've you know not started the best at all this season, and most people from an FPL point of view um, have hated having Liverpool players, uh, or even Trent, of course, but if you've gone with the double up win Robbo, um, it has really, really killed you. So I think it is still fair. We're at home. It is Bournemouth. They were most most likely going to get relegated this season, the, the way things are going for them. Um, so I still think that we're likely to keep that clean sheet. Um, I, I really do. So, um, yeah, if you've got Trent in there, all these Trent owners, um, or sellers, I should say now, what are you yeah. doing? Um, just absolute madness. Um, so I do expect Liverpool to keep that clean sheet this week. Yeah, it just shows, you know, how reactive some managers can be when they're transferring Trent Alexander-Arnold um, out with a fixture as good as Bournemouth at home. Um, shows mm-hmm. how, you know, impatient some people can be. The trigger finger, you know, wanting to, to pull the trigger on it and get someone else in like Perisic. But to be honest, you know, playing Bournemouth, it would be absolutely silly for you to bench or transfer out a defender who's playing Bournemouth that week. So learn from Reedy's mistake this week. Do not leave Trent on your bench. Do not transfer Trent out would be the advice from me because he knows more than anyone how dangerous it can be. And Bournemouth, as I said, the fixtures aren't going to get too much better than uh, than Bournemouth at home this season, I don't think. So it's definitely one to uh, look out for. In terms of the attackers, the top three chances for them to score and the players in third, Gabriel Jesus has a 47% chance to score against Fulham. Mohamed Salah has a 55% chance of scoring against Bournemouth. And Haaland has a 58% chance of scoring against Crystal Palace. So no surprises there. Um, you know, the, the three teams that are likely to keep a clean sheet and the three teams that are also quite likely to score according to Bonus Bank. And their tool has been spot on um, for a lot of things so far this season. So I'm sure it will continue uh, that way. And if you like the data, like Mikey does, you, this is just an absolute dream for you to have in your itinerary for choosing your FPL team. So thank you, Bonus Bank, for sorting them out. Um, and if you want to check out the tool, it's just in the link tree down below in the description. So give it a go um, because you might as well because any little helps with FPL. Not like Tesco. Every That's every little helps, isn't it, boys? Been, been a few years. Uh, every little helps <laughs> with uh, picking your team for FPL. 
We're not sponsored by Tesco. That'd be awesome one day, but uh, it's Bonus Bank and we absolutely love Bonus Bank as our sponsor because they're giving us these awesome probabilities. But um, boys, we can move on to game week four now and we can start discussion about this. And I want to start with your man, Mikey Rodrigo. He was an absolute fire um, so far this season. He's looking like a new player in the Premier League this year. Um, He's looking like a different beast. He's woken up. He's definitely had his, uh, you know, his wheat bix or his porridge every single morning because he is on absolute fire. So, you know, what have you made of his start to the season? Exactly. He's he's got that deadly combination, hasn't he, of FPL and that is form and fixtures. His fixtures going forward are amazing. His form has been absolutely money, and so yeah, he he is great. And he, obviously, he has seen um, three price rises so far already. So if you're not already on him, don't don't leave it too long. You might end up getting priced out of him. Um, but another player who really did catch the eye was uh, Harrison and Aronson as well. So if, if you're still one of those managers who are out there looking for Neto or Bailey replacements and your budget can't stretch to the 6.3 of Rodrigo, then um, you could do much worse than uh, Harrison or Aronson because they just looked absolutely deadly. As a as a front three, the way they pressed Chelsea, the way they gave everything all game, the way they created chance after chance, you know, Leeds look good. They certainly, certainly do. Um, and it's not something that a lot of people expected at the start of the season was Leeds to get off to a, a start as good as they've had so far. But um, they're not looking like slowing down um, just quite yet. Um, so I think that's a very fair analysis on Leeds, Rodrigo, Harrison and Aronson, who Reedy was a big fan of. He spoke about him a lot in pre-season was Aronson. So that's one that uh, Reedy has definitely got right for this season. Reedy, we've just spoken about the fullbacks, you know, Trent, James, Perisic. Um, a lot of people transferring out people like Reese James and Trent this season. But, you know, we just really want to reaffirm hold this week, especially with people like Trent. I think it's just so important that, you know, you give him this week. And if you're, you know, if you're not doing well with it after this week and they don't keep a clean sheet and Trent blanks again, I think it's fair that you can start looking at other options. I'm not saying I would personally, but, you know, it's just important to hold for this week, isn't it, Reedy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, even if you've still managed to somehow... Uh, you know, hold firm and keep keep Robertson in your team. You probably just keep him as well, just for this game week at least. Um, and then you're going to, you know, more than likely take Robertson Robertson out ahead of Trent. But you know, Robert, uh, sorry, Trent. We've seen what he can what he can give in terms of attacking returns. Um, Bournemouth, nice pump fixture at home. Um, he could be the you know the highest scoring defender in in the game this week. So it'd be um, really, really would be uh, criminal to get rid of him. And uh, I'd say hold him for at least this week. Uh, if you've got Robertson, uh, then you know he'd be the one that would be likely to go out the, 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 the next game week instead of Trent. The problem you do have with these sort of players um, is the price brackets. And if you do take him out, you might find at some point in the season, if he does go off again and double, you know, double digit gets a haul or whatever, that um, you're going to struggle to get him back in. So definitely hold him and the same similar with 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 you know the likes of Ivan Perisic as well he's back in training he's looking really really good at the minute um so as a non Perisic owner i am really scared of what he could potentially do um you know coming up for spares against forest so 
I'm the exact same, Reedy. Very scared of, uh, you know, how high Perisic's ceiling is for this week. Um, as a non-owner, it really does scare me. But um, Ollie's written an article this week, um, which will be up on the EPL Live app. Um, so it's definitely important that all of you check that out as soon as it drops. I think it should be dropping tomorrow. Um, and he will be talking all about the uh, the fullback situation and how to sort of work your way around that. So keep your eyes peeled for that one and make sure that you've got the EPL Live app as well. Mikey, Ivan Tony, what a player. He's had a great start to the season. Um, he was good last season as well. He was great the season before in the championship. Um, but I think it's taken him just a little bit of time, uh, you know, to really find his feet in the Premier League. And it's looking like he knows what he's doing this season. He's doing the business. He's 7.1 million um, as of recording this, I believe. So, you know, he's he's the, the go-to striker. Him and Jesus, I think, are the go-to budget-ish strikers at the minute. They're not premium assets. So I think, you know, you've got to be going with Tony at the minute. They've got great fixtures. So, you know, what's your, your two pence on Ivan Tony? Oh, man. my, my uh, I'm not sure how much my uh, two pence is worth on this issue because I, I don't have him in my team. And I say that with a heavy heart because he looks amazing. In, in the first three games, getting a return every single game week. So um, my front three is Kane, Haaland and uh, and Gabriel Jesus. You know, so um, there's unfortunately no room for Ivan Tony, but I wish there was. If if there were four strikers slots, I'd probably be playing four up top. And I'd find some way to get Tony in as well, because he does look absolutely immense. And Brentford's fixtures as well. And the next uh, seven weeks, they they've got um, all of their fixtures are either a two or three on the old FDR, the fixture difficulty rating. And um, he's got two goals, two assists. You know, he's he's just been absolutely, absolutely immense. So yeah, you, you could do a lot worse than him. Um, I do see a lot of managers bringing in Zaha, um, but I do think that um, whilst I do really rate Zaha as a player. Um, he's got, you know, some some similar returns. He, he's been rewarding as FPL managers so far. I really, really do like the look of Tony's fixtures a lot more than Zaha's fixtures. So if you're um and ahhing between the two of them, definitely go for Tony. Yeah, I certainly, certainly agree with what you're saying there. Um, you know, Tony is definitely the one for me over Wilfred Zaha, but both of them have had brilliant starts to the season. And uh, fingers crossed they don't slow their form down despite the fixtures, you know, being red or green. Um, would absolutely love to see both of them smash it this season because they're always, always going to be brilliant FPL assets uh, no matter what happens. Robert Ducky's given his uh, opinion on the Liverpool situation. I think it's, you know, hard to disagree what he's been saying. Um, even if you do get a return from the Liverpool assets, if they don't convincingly beat Bournemouth, then there's obviously issues and could not agree uh, disagree with ditching them. I think it's fair um, to say that, you know, Liverpool have started this season a lot slower than people expected um, and that, you know, it's not just guaranteed that they're going to get back their, their title winning form or something like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to be patient with Liverpool, especially with Alexander-Arnold. Um, you know, if one of my three Liverpool assets of Trent, Robertson and Salah were going to go out the door, it would definitely be Robertson. Um, but I think, you know, Salah and Trent, fairly essential um, because, you know, it'll be the week that you don't have them where Trent gets two assists, three bonus points in a clean sheet and Salah will score two goals and it will just be that you're left in the dust at that point. So I think definitely important to, you know, weigh up your options. But I think patience, especially with Liverpool, um, 
is important for the start of the season because we do have to remember as well it's only been three game weeks and you know Arsenal were a team last season that had three horrible game weeks at the start of the season um they played more difficult opposition sure but um you know that opening day is very similar to their loss to Brentford I think you know Liverpool drawn with Fulham they had the new back in the Premier League buzz um they got beat off Man United but you know, it, it happens and it's only been three game weeks. I think it's important to, uh, you know, take the results with a pinch of salt. And Trent and Salah have reminded us time and time again why they are the best in their position for FPL. So I think it's important yeah. to be patient with them. Definitely. And just quickly on that, in terms of what I mentioned the other day on the on the, um, the review um, video that me and Mikey did, um, his data's all there, although the points don't reflect that which is what it's mainly about, of course. The data is still there, so you, you can't ignore that, all the analytics, so to speak, and so on. And, you know, they, they certainly don't ignore that. So, you know, if the data is still there, it, all it takes is one game for him to actually hit, you know, hit the ground running, get those points, and uh, people who've took him out will, will, will be pining to get him straight back in. So you couldn't have said it better there earlier. Yeah, and um, yeah. Three game weeks in, they've you know lost to Man United, obviously drawn to Fulham, and uh, you know the Crystal Palace result as well wasn't a very favourable one for a lot of people. But um, we'll just have to see how Liverpool go this year. And Salah and Trent will definitely be two people that I think will be in my team for the majority of the season. And if it's you know worth anything, I do think that Liverpool will find their form. I don't think they're going to be like this all season in a bit of a slump. Um, and I think they will start to start firing again. Um, last little bit of discussion I think that we've got to get on to before we talk transfers and captaincy boys. Um, you know, there's a lot of great teams with great fixtures, um, you know, upcoming in the upcoming game week. So I think it's important, you know, if we're thinking if we need to bring these players in or if we should, you know, be avoiding these sorts of players. So Man City, this game week, they've got Crystal Palace. It's a ranking of two on the FDR. You know, Mikey Harland, is he fairly essential this week, do you think? I think he, he's um, one of those players who um, has got lots of returns already and he still looks like he's settling in. So I think he, he could be one of those players that just continues to grow into the season. I think Crystal Palace at home isn't exactly the easiest fixture, but at the same time, it's Man City. We know that they're going to create a billion chances every game, no matter who they're up against. Uh, I, I recently re-watched the... Um, the Man City versus Real Madrid highlights, and they must have created about 40 opportunities against them. So, you know, I, I think um, Erlen Haaland could definitely be on for a goal or two for sure in that game. Certainly, certainly. And uh, it's good to see D10 popping up in the chat always uh, puts a smile on my face to see, you know, your input uh, on uh, everything that we're saying. And he's pretty much saying what I was saying um, you know, th he's thinking of selling Trent, but keeping him now just because of the, the sheer amount of managers who have ended up selling him because Liverpool at the end of the day are still Liverpool. And I think that's fair. You know, they're not just going to be in this slump all season. I don't think personally, obviously, uh, time will tell. But um, I think Liverpool, you know, they are Liverpool. They are the team that we know in the past couple of years and they will manage to find their way back again into a, a nice little bit of form. Reedy, your team, Liverpool, have got Bournemouth, Salah. Um, it's a, again, it's a, a two on the FDR, Bournemouth at home. So the, the Liverpool assets that you think people should be targeting this week are? Yeah, so so obviously it'd be uh, Salah and Trent, first and foremost. You know, a lot of people in the game, if you're talking about template, have got them anyway. 
Um, if you haven't got him, potentially Luis Diaz, um, you could look at bringing him in. Um, you know, in terms of eight million midfielders, I think we all know that there's not been um, many that have gone and delivered the points this year. Um, there's only a handful there, so I, I still wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from getting a, a third Liverpool asset. I know many people are, are potentially jumping off Trent. Even better for us managers who keep him. Um, you know, so I, I would I would just say those probably two. Uh, if you haven't got a third Liverpool asset, maybe then consider Luis Diaz because I think if anything at this moment in time, with Jota still being out and Nunes being suspended, uh, he's assured the minutes. He's assured the minutes. So yeah, Luis Diaz for me. Certainly, certainly is in uh, as wing as just said have popped up on the screen. Um, he says it's so early indeed. Before you know it, after Liverpool, you know even the Cherries have the best fixtures till mid-season, and it's hard to disagree with that. And Bournemouth season starts from game week five, he reckons. So it's going to be interesting to see which enablers uh, come around from that. And I'm sure FPL Commander, who's a, another big member of our community, will be telling us all the best insight for the uh, the Bournemouth assets. But um, Mikey, the last team that we want to have a look at is Arsenal. And uh, Jesus, Odegaard, Martinelli. Uh, what's the, the defender's name that, that got the, the big score this week that someone left on their bench? Saliba. So uh, do you think people need to be targeting them for this week? Yeah, like if like if only to get Saliba into your team just so you can do that chant. You know, like FPL, most is like a lot of it's just about the banter, isn't it? You, you've got to g- give your mates the banter, and if you can do that with po- arguably one of the best chants ever, fair play, Arsenal fans. You know, <laughs> Arsenal fans who are listening, well done to you for coming up with one of the best chants that I have ever heard. Um, but but yeah, on a more serious note, I think um, obviously Gabriel Jesus looking sharp as ever. Um, he's at a forty-seven percent on bonus bank to to score, and and I, I, those stats don't lie. His expected data is still off the charts. He could have had a goal or two against Bournemouth. Um, Martinelli obviously looking amazing again um, as an FPL asset. I'm going to say something slightly controversial because obviously we don't like to slate players um, after they've you know gone and scored two goals but I'm, and I'm not exactly slating him I just don't think he's an amazing FPL asset and that's Martin Erdegaard you know if I had if I had a quid for every time he scored two goals I'd have two quid <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> so like what, what I'm trying to say is, is that like will lightning strike twice you know it, it's not very often he does something like that we saw in the first couple of game weeks he was like a, a FIFA player whose shoot button was broken like, he didn't even shoot. He, he, he couldn't shoot. He wasn't shooting. He was choosing not to shoot. Even when he was one-on-one on, on goal, he was choosing to pass. Whether or not Arteta's had, had a bit of a word with him and said, you know, you do have permission to shoot, you know, that, that's another ma- matter. But, um, you know, I, I think he's one of those players who every so often, like James Ward-Prowse, for example, like James Ward-Prowse, will pop up with a goal. However, with... Um, with Martin Erdegaard, I feel like he's in a similar boat. Is that he's he's obviously he's got the set pieces, and he's gonna pop up with the odd assist and maybe the odd odd goal. You know, he is a razzler. He's so easy on the eye, but at, at, at the same time, is he a great FPL asset? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my neck on the line. I'm gonna say no. Oof. I think that's uh you know 
as you said, a, a hot take, a controversial opinion. Um, but I don't think you're wrong. You know, it's these sorts of players that they have the the big game weeks where they get a lot of points and they blank for like the next three game weeks. And then they'll do something and we'll be like, oh, they're essential. And then they'll blank for the next three game weeks again. It's a bit like Sam Maximan. So Jack's sort of managed to hit the, the crossroad as, as he is here now. He hit the crossroad with Sam Maximan. Spe- speaking of Razzlers, sometime in that, sometime in... Are you just slagging off Odegaard then after his week? I think, I think, I think Mikey was, mate. I think so. Oh, boys, give it a rest. I was, I was for him. Yeah, how does it feel to to get your net two points after transferring out ASM to where the guard mate? Thoughts? Um, it was net three, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) He'll take it though, he'll take it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely spewing, absolutely spewing. Uh, Sometime in that, obviously, you talk just about to talk about ASM, then weren't you? And uh, as you know. He's, um, he was looking good in those first two games. Uh, L, obviously, you reported back as well uh, and said how good he was. He could have scored, uh, obviously, a few times. And then I think the Odegaard one, it, it just it just felt right, that move. But then no one saw that, what was happening against City. No one, no one knew that was going to happen. He absolutely destroyed Ward. Elliot, Elliot did. Elliot knew it was going to happen. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Scary, I, I, the, scary. The highest amount of faith in, in Newcastle to get something. I definitely wasn't saying to Mikey off stream that, uh, you know, not quite sure how we did it. Still still pinching myself that we uh, got a result from that game because absolutely did not expect it. But um, D10 said there, Sam Maximan has been in his side for the past forty-one game weeks. So it's you know, a great, it's uh... a great pick, but he wasn't a great pick for City, was he? I know I did the right thing. I made the move, benefited from it, but then ASM just pulled out some freakish stuff, didn't he? So yeah. anyway, but I think Odegaard has got form. He's got form for the next couple of weeks as well, and I think ASM obviously is a good pick, but I can't have unless I drop Diaz. I can't get him in again. Yeah, and the thing with Odegaard is that you're guaranteed minutes as well. You know, he is the captain for this season, so you've guaranteed him to pretty much start more games than he's not going to be starting. So, you know, there is always the chance with Martinelli that, you know, he could get rotated out with Saka. They could get rotated out for, um, you know, like a Smith-Rowe or a Pepe, someone like that. But you can uh, never really get a look in. He's got to be going, surely. I think he's gone. Who? Talk about him. Who? That is going to be one of the worst transfers in the, the past couple of years. The amount of yeah. hype that he had coming to this league, he just did not live up to it in the end. But um, Jack, it's good to have you here just in time for the uh, the you. EPL Live. Um, you know, we've spoken about it a lot uh, on the podcast today. As we said, Charlie's doing his captain articles on there. Ollie's got his article about the fullbacks coming out later this week. So if you haven't already downloaded it, you've got to get onto it now. Um, they are our new partner and our preferred app for everything Premier League. Um, so it's EPL Live by Sportsmate, and it is built for football fans and for football fans. It combines lightning fast scores, live scores uh, with the most in-depth team and player stats. You know, a lot of the research that we do for the podcast, a lot of the research Charlie does for his captain picks comes from that app. So it is the real deal. And Mikey loves a stat, doesn't he? That's why he's got the grin on his face. He absolutely loves the data. So he's using it. It's, it's got to be his most used app. If you go onto his screen time on his phone, six hours a day, he's on uh, EPL Live by Sportsmate. So um, it is an absolutely brilliant app. We cannot recommend it enough. And it's obviously got news and video highlights on there. And as I said, the, uh, the FPL Addicts podcast is on there and the articles from the panel members as well. So it's just, you know, all round a brilliant app to have uh, in your itinerary for FPL, isn't it, Jack? 
It sure is, mate. Listen, I'm using the app quite a bit, actually. It's got the um, the real-time stats for the players. So I've been posting a, a bit on our social media about some players who, straight after the game or during the game, uh, and posting up there, like their take-ons, uh, shots, pass completion, all the stats. That's why I, was, that's why I said the, the other week, like, Lissandro Martinez, his stats are there. His stats add up, and that's, you know, that's why he absolutely dominated uh, Liverpool the other day in that massive win. Have you, have you mentioned that win yet or not? I think so. Brady's I think been we... awfully quiet about it, to be fair. <laughs> uh, haven't, yeah. haven't seen him so grumpy on a podcast in a while, Jack, as it was. <laughs> no, listen, I'm not grumpy. It's first time in the league since 2018, so I'll let him have his moments and then it'll go back to, you know, the usual. We've done the double over you already this season. Got you in pre-season for 4-0 and then got that league <laughs> win as well. <laughs> do you want a happy meal with that as well, Jack? Do you want, do you want a, do hey, wanna... bring it on. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, the first one of the season, first one since 2018 double. in the league. So I'll I'll take that. That's fine for me. We've got the double. Oh, we got that cup win a couple of years ago as well, a couple of seasons ago, didn't we? So it's all adding up, isn't it? Really, get a lot of wins Clutching going on. Straws. Clutching yeah. at straws, I think there, but um, yeah. That is, uh, as we said, that is the the result of the week. We think there was a lot of shock results, but um, a lot of people didn't expect for Man United to actually do something against Liverpool. Yeah. Though, so they did. I mean, it could be worse, boys, couldn't it? We could be Blackburn fans, and you know, we, we could, could not even be in the Premier League. So yeah, we could, and they're they're not even winning in the Championship as well. I think they've lost their last two, so could be worse. Than- I think I think we need to get on this thing, boys. If, if, if Brereton uh, Be- Diaz, can't even say his bloody name, but uh, if Brereton Diaz... He's beginning um, to feel just like a rap guard. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> what I got to do to get so, a producer? Whatever you <laughs> so if Diaz basically leaves Blackburn, it opens up the door for Chris Wood, so I think we've got to get ready on that. <laughs> and we've, uh, we've, you know, we, if Isaac's coming into Newcastle, Chris Wood's going to be thinking, "Where's my playing time going?" Oh, Blackburn looks like an option, so I think I think we can more than uh, get Ollie on that one and, and hook him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I saw something <laughs> earlier saying that we bought Chris Wood just to uh, just to relegate Burnley, and our services are no longer required. So, as much as I like Chris Wood as a, a person and sometimes as a player, um, you know, he did help us a lot last season. So we'll always be grateful for that. But um, yeah, it would be funny if Diaz left Blackburn and then Chris Wood ended up signing for them. That would be absolutely brilliant. But that's a, you know, a lot of ifs and buts and a lot of maybes. So we'll just have to see if that one does turn out. But uh, Blackburn not doing too too well to start the, the championship season. I think Ollie was hoping for a little bit of a, uh, a better start. But um, boys, we've got to talk about our transfers. We've heard from Chaz already um, for his transfers we'll get onto his captain's corner section because he's pre-recorded it again even when he's not here he's here in spirit he's a legend and he's uh, making sure that the community knows who the best players are to captain every single week so Reedy, i'm going to go to you first for transfers this week are you making any it's done already uh so you know sanchez um, the hitman shows your hits no there's none there is none there is none uh, you know this week nice yeah no, yet. it's nice burr, and burr, burr, yet. Don't worry about it. Um, no, no Burrett and Diaz in my team. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Sanchez is in and, and uh, Ward is out. Uh, and then basically, there you go. That's the transfer. It's done. It's done. So it's Sanchez, did you say? Sorry. 
Yeah, Sanchez. I didn't stutter. I said Sanchez, um, <laughs> Elliot. Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, you know, that's it. That's the one for me. Just one move. That's all I need to do. I like it. I think Brighton have been, uh, you know, as they always are, fairly solid at the back, and they've uh, shown that in the first three game weeks so far. So, a very good move from you there, Reedy. Mikey, what about you? Yeah, so um, my team is going to be unchanged going into this week. The only difference is I'm not um, going to put my faith in Jesus this week. I'm going to put my faith instead in Mohamed Salah. And uh, we're going to see him gain a nice little haul, hopefully against uh, Bournemouth. I did watch that um, Man United game from behind the pillow. And when Salah scored, I was like, oh, because uh, Gabriel Jesus did only get the return. But saying that, you know, if... If Jesus does come back with, you know, a good couple of goals and a good couple of assists again, he's still on my team. I'm still getting points. He's still ticking over. So I don't mind. But I think Bournemouth are definitely looking like the team to target. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying there. And Jack, what about you? You know, top of the league at the minute. You've got to keep that going. So what moves are you making? I haven't changed my uh, my background. Should have put that as the uh, the ladder in the background. Should have <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, only geniuses would do that. think far, far enough ahead. To, oh, when you're multitasking, that, you know? mate, and you know, when you're multitasking and carrying everything in the background, you can't remember everything, can you? But um, no, that's I think fair, from, bro. yeah, no, from my side, uh, being top of the league, I'm going to leave my team unchanged, and we're going to like listen. The fixtures are amazing, aren't they? This week on paper, as we know, on paper. Um, but yeah, looking great. Uh, I've got the triple up on Arsenal, triple up on Liverpool, triple up on City. All home games. I've got Thierry Henry at the back. <laughs> Lenny Henry has a call. What a finish that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've got him at the back against home at Everton. Yes, that's right, in it for Brentford. And yeah. Harry Kane at Forest. So, I'm, I'm looking good. Team's looking good on paper. Um, yeah, so I'm rolling over, lads. I think, um, you know, I love saying that I'm rolling over as well. So I will just say it now. I think that's what I'm going to do this week, unless there is any, um, you know, really important injury news. Obviously, there are still games to be played in the Carabao Cup. I think City play Chelsea today, which is a a big one to keep your eyes on um, rotation-wise and players-wise, injury-wise. We never know what's going to happen. So if you have major transfers already, what are you doing? You've got to wait until all the cup fixtures are done because you never know what's going to happen with FPL. And it would just be typical if, uh, you know, a big player did find themselves to get injured. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to be rolling over this week, boys. And I think the captain's armband for me is going to be on Mohamed Salah again. Um, you know, as we said, Bournemouth at home, Bournemouth are the team to target. Um, you know, play when they're playing against another team, you've got to target their team because they are the, the, the ones that are looking like they're struggling at the minute. And I think you're not going to get a better fixture um, this season than Bournemouth at home. So it's going to be Salah for me. What about you, Jack? Mo, yeah, Mo Salah. Sorry, I forgot to add that. So I put Salah down as my captain. And like I said, El, it's the best fixture. You look at the fixtures for the season and you go Bournemouth at home. It's got to be up there now. It's like the, the best fixture, hasn't it? So fingers crossed Liverpool can sort this, you know, sort it out after their you know, horrendous defeat against United. Um, they're going to bounce back. This is the fixture they'll bounce back and start playing the football again. Um, you know, and deliver, and Salah will do the, uh, deliver the goods. Certainly. And what about you, Mikey? Are you uh, captain at Anthony Gordon this week? Sixty million pounds worth of uh, oh, oh my days, mate. I, I think there's been a lot of um, chatter about say, oh, Anthony Gordon's not worth it. it. Like, I don't think that's the point. You know, 
I don't think that's the point at all. I think the point is, is very similar to what happened with Aston Villa and Jack Grealish. So when Man City came in for him, Aston Villa said, well, he's worth £100 million to us. You know, and that's the thing with Everton. It's it's not about what um, Gordon is worth. It's about what Everton are like without him. So his value to us is is definitely like at least sixty million. I would say, like, and I personally feel like Chelsea possibly need to to throw in like someone like a Broya or a, a, a Conor Gallagher on loan. And I know that sounds quite extreme to say, but when you consider the fact that we are left with Solomon Rondon as our only recognised striker. It's not about what he's worth, it's about what he's worth to us. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to milk Chelsea for all the worth if he's going to come in for, for, for our best player. He's a baller. He looks like a proper, proper footy player and he's only getting better. And I, I, I'd be gutted to see him go because obviously he is a scouser. We do love him. We we um, he's, he's one of our own, as we say. So, yeah. Chelsea got a real player there. He looks like um what, what's her name who, who used to present Question of Sport? What's that? What's her name? Claire Borden. Claire Borden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like Claire looks Baldwin. Like, looks like Claire Baldwin with that haircut. I don't know what he's doing there, to be fair. But but like, you know, we, we don't we don't get him for his hair, we get him for his feet, and he's an absolute magician. So yeah. Fair play, Chelsea fans. She does all the, the stuff for BBC, doesn't she, and everything like that. I think I know what you're talking about now. I think um, she was like horse racing now, maybe. Does she? Unreal. Yeah, she's dabbled, yeah. she's dabbled she in a bit of everything, to be fair. She's dabbled in a bit of everything, so yeah. Ugh. But yeah, Unreal. in this day and age, 60, 70 million for Anthony Gordon is Oh, what about this for a shout? Shocking. Rubber ducky, eh? I haven't seen this one. Bro, you to Everton. Is that right? Yeah. No, I think he's just saying... In, Wishful like, thinking. Yeah. Suge- <laughs> I think he's just suggesting that he is. Go Anthony on, Gordon, Claire Ball, oh, amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Oh, unreal. Brilliant. I think he's, yeah, I think it's just wishful thinking from him there. And he does um, make a good point because I saw a tweet earlier and assumed it was a match day tweet. It is actually them playing each other on the 8th oh, of November. City, City um, played uh, this morning, mate. Yeah, draw for the next round. Barcelona. Yeah. So that is my so mistake. Draw, yeah. yeah, United got Villa, City got Chelsea. Week before the World Cup. Week before the World Cup. Is it? Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Doesn't seem too yeah. far away. The, uh, there's what, I think there's one more one more round of games. Uh, one more is, round of there's another one for you boys. I don't know if you can see this one, but it's basically Anthony Gordon, uh 59 million, and Antonio Gordini, two million. <laughs> I saw, actually, I saw this funny thing on Twitter where it was like all of Anthony Gordon's goals from open play and every single one of them take like the world's biggest deflection you've ever seen. I'll try and retweet it on my Twitter later because I don't think he scored an actual good goal that hasn't, you know, taken a massive deflection from open play. So Mikey's a a big fan of that one, but um, I'll try and find that one on Twitter because it did bring a smile to my face. But um we got sidetracked. We're talking about captains. Mikey, who's it going to be for you this week? Sorry. Yeah, Anthony Mo Salah. Just, just, yeah, <laughs> Claire Bolding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, just Mo Salah. Sometimes in life, the FPL gods throw you a really easy, easy decision to make. Um, you know, it's just absolutely no, absolute no-brainer to go for Salah. Perfect. And Reedy, what about you? You're not going to go at Salah, are you? 
Um, I'm going to go for Jesus again. Uh, I've got some points to make up, so. Oh yeah. You got you got to have faith. Um, Arsenal against Fulham. They're <laughs> 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 balding again. God's sake. Yeah, she's going to end up being one of the thumbnails for our preview pods, isn't she? Oh, she might be on the next one. She might be on the next one. I tell you um, what, if Gordon returns one week, then it's going to be absolute carnage on our team. All I want, all I'm going to do now is put her in a Chelsea shirt. <laughs> Sign him. Oh, Send it to Fabrizio Romano for Here We Goes. Here that's we go. the Photoshop that he'll use. Here we go. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, Gabriel Jesus for me. Arsenal look amazing. Um, I expect Salah to maybe get a goal or something. I don't expect him to go mad. So I'm keeping the faith in Jesus against Fulham. Home fixture for Arsenal. I'll that'll do me nicely great well um we are all just peasants in the world of you know picking captains and chaza as i said has recorded a video for us so that we can uh you know have his his cc section cc with Chaz, we like to call it so i'll just play the video for all the viewers and for our viewing now hello everyone and welcome to another edition of captain's corner with charlie robertson this time with your game week four edition if you backed one of the five options, four of them delivered last game week. But if, However, if you backed the Portuguese in Jao Cancelo, unfortunately, it was a Duncan Donut for you. Nonetheless, we move to another game week. And first cab off the rank is Death, Taxis, and Salah featuring in a captaincy article every week. Those are the three things certain in life. And he is the first one here. And it's safe to say his recent record against Bournemouth has been astonishing he has scored eight goals alongside had an assist in his six league appearances against him despite liverpool only picking up two points of a possible nine it is hard to look past the egyptian for this week's armband should you own him and simple if you have him you captain him to the next slot now and that is the duo from the blue side at manchester in erlin harland and slash or Kevin De Bruyne, depending who you have. Or you may even have both. Both Haaland and De Bruyne are the only two City players to have registered attacking returns in each of their first three fixtures. Meanwhile, De Bruyne is the most transferred in player out of all of the players priced above 10 mil, with more than 230,000 fantasy managers acquiring the Belgian services headed into the game week. And with Kevin De Bruyne, his recent home form is cemented as one of the best in the league. He has not blanked at home since game week 25 last season. With Erling Haaland, too, he has a combined XG and XA of 4.9, which, according to fantasyfootballpundit.com, is the highest of any player in the game. This goes to show he has been unlucky not to return more than he really has at the moment. Third, in the bronze medal position at the moment, is Arsenal's very own Gabriel Jesus, with skyrocketing 82% ownership amongst fantasy managers. If you just own him and he returns, you're not really going to have much ground to cover. However, if you do captain him, that's where the ground can be made up. According to the stat sheet from Fantasy Football, the managers ranked inside the top 10K, 55% of them backed him with the armband for their away trip against Bournemouth. The other managed just to four points, so it was something, but I probably expected a lot more. And with a home game against Fulham, it pre presents another fantastic opportunity for him to continue 
his solid starts of the season. Well, last time he did have a home game, he scored 19 points against Leicester City. Last but not least of this edition is the record-breaking Tottenham Hotspur goalscorer in Harry Kane. His headed goal last game week against Wolves was the 100, made it 185 club goals for Tottenham. And, it, and he is the player having scored the most Premier League goals within one club. And if he does score against Nottingham Forest away from home, he will even create more history amongst within his legacy. It will be the 30th opponent he has scored in, a, in the Premier League out of a possible 30. Kane is striding early and doing well, having returned in back-to-back -back game weeks and with both goals coming from headers. There are better captaincy choices on paper for this for game week four, but Kane does prove to be an interesting differential should, should it come about. That's all for me this week. What a legend. Um, I don't think you're going to get better captain picks than... Uh, where, where else better, can you get that? that is where where else that? can you get someone presenting captain picks like that? A proper Aussie, um, and you don't get that sort of mullet anywhere else in the world. I can guarantee you that one. But um, that is going to be all that we have time for today, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure as usual. Um, fingers crossed Reedy does you know, badly this week so we can be having a laugh like this again on the podcast next week. Jack, thank you for popping up. Um, albeit you know a little bit later in the show but uh you know the timing on that one was absolutely brilliant and uh mikey and reedy an absolute pleasure as always to have you with me um you know the the jokes were flying around tonight so in all seriousness it's a long season reedy and uh you know you don't have to get too upset that you know it's game week three and you're sitting bottom of the league drawing Chill the up, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chill up, mate, and, uh, fingers crossed Chill this me. week will uh be a little bit better for you but um before we wrap up well just a reminder same go same go same goes to you elliot hopefully you can have a better week as well mate so yeah. otherwise you'll find yourself bottom of the league <laughs> Fingers, i'll be down there with you soon mate if i have another week like this week but um yeah as we said, it's a long, long season, so you never know what's going to happen in the end. So you've got to jump into the link tree in the description down below to find out how to get involved in our leagues and our community. And um, a big thank you to Bonus Bank. Once again, we went through their probabilities before, but a huge thank you for sponsoring us and our community this season. And make sure that you're also checking out their um, information in the caption down below on how to take advantage of the bookies promotions. It's free to set up, but you can also receive the additional 25% off your first premium month with the code FPL addicts. So thank you all for tuning in. Um, just a quick reminder before we go and something that FPL rubber ducky did bring up. She is in fact a, uh, a Chelsea fan as well, apparently Claire Bolden. So an absolute legend of the podcast. Now she's asserted herself in the, uh, the addicts hall of fame. So uh, Claire, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on as a guest at some point. Um, it would be absolutely brilliant. You know, if we could manage to get Anthony Gordon onto the podcast, it would be uh, unreal. So we would absolutely love that. But um, until then guys, Thank you so much for tuning in. We had a lot of comments today as well. So we appreciate every single one of them. Um, like, subscribe, comment, leave a review on the podcast and we will see you next week. But until then, may all your FPL dreams come true in game week four. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. Yeah.